High on the city wall stands the watchman at his post. To warn the world he lives in if danger should approach. In the darkness that pervades within, the townsfolk make their festive sin as the watchman's faithful eyes scan the countryside. And a distant silver flash reveals an army on the rise. Brethren, this is sightedmoon.com and I'm your host, Joseph Dumont. Welcome again to another episode. I'm glad you're turning back. The numbers are increasing week by week. So thank you for sharing these on Facebook and Tumblr and whatever social media that you're using. We greatly appreciate it and uh, your comments are welcome. When you go to sightedmoon.blubrry.com, sightedmoon.blueberry.com, uh, there are all our podcasts with a little bit of editorial about what each podcast is about. And you can make comments on each one and let us know what you're thinking and let us know what you thought and let others know what uh, if you got more to comment on these subjects. We're just giving you a brief outline on each one and the, the deep details are in our newsletter each week. But there are some things there that are, are not going to make it to the newsletter because there's just too much information to share all at once. For example, right now, I'm just hearing reports from Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado about the the wildfires that have been taking place out there and how they have uh, devastated the 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 crops for all the cattle and many many cattle were destroyed and young calves that are calving now were, were caught in the wildfires and they were all killed uh, many farmers from the surrounding areas have been bringing bales of hay to them but uh, for the next 30 30 60 days they got no grass to feed their their animals so this is a devastating blow to the, to the Midwest. Again, this comes under the Leviticus 26 curses. I will send uh, extreme weather upon you. I'll make your, uh, your sky like iron and your earth like brass. This is part of the curses on the tribes of Israel for not keeping the sabbatical year, for not keeping the holy days, for not keeping the Sabbath. Also in the news this past week have been uh, news coming from Israel about Israel going into Syria to destroy a Hamas uh, convoy of equipment or, or military hardware that they were transporting. Russia getting upset and coming and telling them not to do this again. I think they did it twice. Uh, and then Syria launched a Scud missile back into Israel 
which was detonated. And the what you hear in the background of this recording are the sirens. That uh, now I've added that to this podcast. I'm not in Israel, but these are the sirens that they would hear on an air raid or a missile launch from Gaza or from Lebanon or from Syria, and this is what they're listening to you know, many times during the night. And in fact, the last report I got is that the Israeli government is preparing to mass evacuate some of the people up in the Golan or up in northern Israel. Things are heating up and we're moving into that fourth sabbatical cycle. And I'm playing this siren because if you don't listen to it, you take, you know, and you get killed, it's your own fault. And that's the subject of what we're talking about. But this week, I wanted to talk to you about something. Uh, we got the trumpet going here to start the program. We got this song about uh, the watchman. And right now, if you look around you, there is a cacophony. I love that word, cacophony of voices out there. Now, cacophony means, cacophony is the word that you hear when the band is, uh, before they start to play, they're all tuning up their instruments, there's all this noise of different sounds. A cacophony, and that's what this is that's going on right now, with all these different people that think that they are watchmen. And they're trying to be watchmen on the wall. And they get this notion from Ezekiel 33. Let's, let's read it. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon the land and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but the blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel, therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn that or to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Therefore, you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus you say, If our transgressions and our sins lie upon us, and we pine away in them, if we pine away in them, how can we live? Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? And that is the thing that is told to Ezekiel. So many of these prophets that are out there, they don't tell you to turn from your way. They don't tell you to get back to the Torah. They don't tell you to keep the Sabbath. They don't tell you to keep the Holy Days. And they don't tell you to keep the sabbatical years. Now, I didn't jump on this bandwagon to become a, a watchman on the wall. I hated religion. Couldn't stand it. It made me sick. You know, all these different guys. So I understand how a lot of people react when they hear what I'm saying. But I just wanted to keep the Sabbath. I wanted to keep the Holy Days and and. That's what I was doing, and I did that in the Worldwide Churches of God, and I was a good little church member. I paid my tithes. I came to church every Sabbath. I sat there and I listened, and I tried not to fall asleep. And towards the end, I was falling asleep quite often because they were not teaching me anything. But there's no way I wanted to be a teacher. There's no way I wanted to be a person on the radio or a person writing a newsletter every week. There's no way I wanted to do what I'm now doing. But then one day I learned about the sabbatical and jubilee years, and I've told you this story before. 
and I tried to tell everybody that I knew was a teacher. I tried to tell my pastors at the Worldwide Church of God. They wouldn't listen. I tried to tell their bosses. They wouldn't listen. I got kicked out. So I tried to tell the people I was meeting with at the Bible studies, and they didn't want to listen. I tried to tell the Messianic leaders when I heard or learned about them after 2005, and they didn't want to listen. Because who is this guy who can't speak properly, who stutters and mutters and slurs his words? You don't realize how much editing I have to do to these podcasts. It takes me hours to take out all the slurs and mutters and, and blurps that I, that I make while I'm talking. And long breaths in between as I suck in another gasp of air to get out my next sentence. I'm not, I did not choose this way of life. But every time I had somebody almost ready to listen to this, it blew up. It blew up. You know, time after time, these things would blow up. And then people didn't want to talk to me anymore. So I've continued to do this because of the, the void that was there. There was nobody willing to take on this job. And I did it because of the, the vacuum of teachings on it. That's why I'm doing it. And it turns out that the sabbatical and jubilee cycles reveal end-time prophecy, which I didn't know when I first started. And that's also why I'm doing it. So this watchman on the wall is not something I wanted to do. I don't get a great deal of thrill telling people that you're sinning by not keeping the Sabbath and having them get mad at me. I don't get a great deal of enjoyment out of seeing people squirm when I tell them about the holy days and that they don't understand anything that they're talking about if they don't know what the holy days mean. Nor do I delight in telling messianics that if you don't understand the sabbatical and jubilee cycles, you cannot understand end-time prophecy. And at best, you're just like the Christians and you're guessing. So I didn't take this in order to be somebody and I didn't take this in order to become somebody. And even now, if somebody would take it on, I would probably let them do it and back away. And that's possibly why Jehovah's not shared this with other messianic leaders. He wants this guy here, this guy who only had 51% in English through grade 9 through 13 in high school, who can't talk, who slurs, who mumbles, who doesn't know the difference between an adjective and an adverb. He wants this dumb jackass of a man to be his voice about the sabbatical and jubilee cycles so that the glory goes to him. And I can't take that glory because I'm just too stupid. So Jehovah is the one who's showing me these things. So this brings me to the subject this week of all these different watchmen on the wall because I'm seeing all kinds of reports coming to me and being sent to me by people of the various watchmen that are out there that are on the wall screaming, Jesus is coming back at such a time as this in 2017, the same year as the, the Jewish year, 5777. We have to get ready for the rapture. It's about to happen. The rapture is going to happen on September 23rd, 2017. And the 2017, it's a jubilee year. Where are your watchmen? Listen to us. The cacophony of voices out there is sickening. And cacophony means chaos before they all get in unison. So there are all these voices out there. They're taking the Daniel's timeline you know, Daniel's timeline says that the Balfour Declaration, which gave the land back to the Jews in, in, or said that the land should go back to the Jews in 1917, and then they got the land back in 1947, but that wasn't 50 years. So 50 years after 1917 brings you the Six-Day War when they captured large territories of the land in Israel from a war that they, that they didn't start. Today, I think I'll leave in all my blurps and blunders <laughs> so you can hear how bad I am and it'll save me a lot of time editing. Um, so, and then after 50 years or 50 years after 1967 brings you to 2017. And that must be a Jubilee year. And even the rabbis said it was a Jubilee year this year for some unknown reason. But if you stop and look at the facts, if 2017 is a Jubilee year, 
and their year starts at Rosh Hashanah, so it started at the fall of 2016. But didn't they say they had a sabbatical year? 2014, Rosh Hashanah 2014 to Rosh Hashanah 2015? So if that's a sabbatical year, and then 2016 to 2017 is Jubilee year, what happened to that year in between 2015 and 2016? Hypocrisy runs amok out there. A 49th year is back-to-back -back with a 50th year. And the year starts at Aviv, it doesn't start at Rosh Hashanah. So there can't be a sabbatical year one year, then another year of nothing, and then the Jubilee year. That's utter insanity. But you go ahead and you believe all these guys that are out there and follow them. We have our book, Remembering the Sabbatical Year 2016, which you can get from Ex Libris, or you can go to studymoon.com and you can get the ebook there. Yeah, we're charging a little more on our website because it helps to uh, to pay our bills than, than what you could get it for at, at Ex Libris or at Amazon.com. But go to Amazon.com and read all the comments that are written about our book. They're amazing. And they're from real people, people I don't know, that have read the book and love it. Prove when the Sabbath and Jubilee years are. Now, the Daniel timeline lie. So, okay, so here's what's going on. All these different Christian groups out there are hearing about this stuff. And they're, it's like a snowball going down the mountain. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as they add more and more and more of all these different end time teachings to their own thing to come out with a great monster so that they know when they're going to be raptured. Because, you know, again, they don't have to keep the Torah because they got a free get out of jail card and they're going to be raptured on September 23rd, 2017. And the rest of us are going to be left behind. Awesome. I hope not to be in that group. Again, if you want to understand about the rapture, you got to understand the holy days of Leviticus 23. There's already been one, and I say this with quotation marks and my fingers in the air, one rapture that took place when Yeshua came out of the grave and he led a host of captives with him in the year 31 Common Era. Those captives were captured by Satan and lived in the grave. That's what the wave sheaf offering is all about. So if you don't understand the wave sheaf offering, if you don't understand why we search for barley to begin the year, if you don't understand what the days of unleavened bread mean or represent or the Feast of Shavuot and Pentecost, what it represents, then you have no idea about the rapture. And the rapture theory only began, what, in 1830 by, is it Darby? Yeah, the rapture doctrine was started in 1830 uh, by Darby. It was written about in 1744 in a paper in a paper for Bristol Baptist College by Morgan Edwards. But it was 1830 that Darby came up with the rapture theory for the first time. The only other new doctrine that the Baptists have come up with is the prayer of salvation promoted by Billy Sunday in 1930 which in 1935, Billy Graham started, began to promote. These are new inventions to give these people prestige and honor and glory. But they're not giving the glory to Jehovah. The holy days belong to Jehovah. They don't belong to the Jews. They belong to Jehovah. And they are about Jehovah. The sabbatical year is about Jehovah. Coming into the Lord's rest. Everyone wants to be in the Lord's rest, in the millennial rest. But if you don't keep the Sabbath, you don't understand what the millennial rest is about, that Hebrews is talking about. And we're not an Old Testament uh, group, we're just New Testament. But Hebrews talks about coming into his rest. So you have to obey. You have to keep the Sabbath. You have to keep the holy days. Or you will not be in that rest. And you will not be in that rapture, fingers in the air, quotation marks again, and rolling my eyes, that is to come at Shavuot, but it's not going to be this invented Jubilee year of 2017. 2017 
you know, a Jubilee cycle is not 50 years, it's 49 plus 1. The same as Pentecost is 49 or 7 Sabbaths or 7 sabbatical years. And then the first day of the week is Sunday, is Shavuot, is Pentecost. And the first year of the next sabbatical cycle or next Jubilee cycle is the 50th year. So it's every 49. So this 50-year thing from Balfour Declaration to the 1967 war to 2017 is an invention of people. Now, if 2017 is the Jubilee year, the tribulation was supposed to start on Purim in 2013, according to these Messianic teachers. Again, I'm rolling my eyes, holding my head with my hand saying, are they that insane? And then when it didn't happen, the Great Tribulation didn't start in, at Purim in 2013, they said it could be 2014. And 2014 came and went, and the Great Tribulation didn't happen, and, well, it's 2015. And then that Great Tribulation didn't start, well, it had to be 2016, but they got a little quiet about when, well, now they're saying that the Jubilee is 2017, because they still haven't changed that. But the year after is the start of the Great Tribulation for three and a half years. Or they're also saying that the Jubilee starts in 2017, September 23rd. And the reason they're focusing on September 23rd, okay, <clears throat> they're saying September 23rd because that's when uh, Mercury, Mars, and Venus are in line at the tail end of Leo to make up the, the 12 stars or the 12 stars in Leo to give the crown to Virgo and the sun is in the head of Virgo clothing the whole body and the moon is below her feet. It's a crescent moon below her feet. Okay, we've talked about that crescent moon in Revelation 12 before as the birthday of Yeshua. And it also represents the day that Yeshua is going to come back on in the future. The Feast of Trumpets. So now these groups are saying that this is the Feast of Trumpets in 2017 on September 23rd. It's a crescent moon. The Feast of Trumpets, according to the Hebrew calendar, is September 21 and 22. And they keep it for two days. They keep it for two days because the Feast of Trumpets is the day and hour no man knows, which is what Yeshua said, no man shall know the day or the hour. He was telling you the day he's coming back on. No man shall know, should, shall know the day or the hour. The Feast of Trumpets. That's why the Jews keep it for two days, because they don't know which day or which hour the feast began on. And in case, and because they're in the diaspora, they keep it for two days. It used to be only kept for one day. And they would wait for a word from Jerusalem when that was when the new moon was sighted. The other very interesting fact that uh, they've come up with about this uh, constellation Virgo in September is that for the last nine months, the planet Jupiter, see I forgot to mention Jupiter in, in pre previously, but the planet Jupiter has moved into the stomach part of Virgo and has been moving back and forth in the stomach part of Virgo for nine months. And after the ninth month, has come out of the stomach region again uh, around September 23rd. So that's, that is interesting. Now, what does it mean? I don't know. But it is interesting. Does that mean that Yeshua is coming to be born again at this time? Or he's coming back at this time? It doesn't match up with prophecy according to the Holy Days and according to the Spadic and Jubilee years. Again, brethren... Christian end-time teachers who claim to be watchmen on the wall are taking everything they can and throwing it into this, this soup of horse feathers and trying to make something out of it. They will not keep the Sabbath. They will not keep the Holy Days. And they did not keep the sabbatical year. That rules them out as being prophets. That rules them out as being watchmen. That rules them out as being in communication with Jehovah. Now, some of you are also quoting this, uh, this monk, this uh, priest, this pope from the 12th century, saying that he's got every 50 years such and such is going to happen up until this end time, and you know this end time is now 2017. He's a Catholic priest or a Catholic pope, whatever he was. I forget, I don't know, I don't care. He did not keep the Sabbath, he did not keep the Holy Days, and he did not keep the sabbatical year. Why are you not putting these people who you're listening to through this filter to see if they're obeying Jehovah? 
because Satan also has his prophets out there, his demonic spirits, his cacophony of teachers leading you every which way except back to the truth of the Torah. They teach you about chemtrails. They teach you about the Illuminati. They teach you about George Soros and all the money he's spending on this, that, and the other thing. And all these crazy ideas that you get from certain Messianic teachers that mix the truth with the lie. The best way to stop them is to stop supporting them. Stop listening to them. Stop tuning in. Stop giving them money. Stop going to their meetings. If they're not keeping the Sabbath, if they're not keeping the Holy Days, and if they're not keeping the sabbatical year, and if they're not doing those things at the right time, stop listening to them. You can prove from your Bible. Just go to 2 Kings 19.29, start reading it, and it says, This year you shall eat what grows of itself. 2 Kings 19.29. This year you shall eat what grows of itself. Then next year you shall eat what grows of the same. That's two years in a row that you aren't planting, but you're eating what grows of itself. In the third year, you shall plant and sow and reap. That means you're now back to normal crop procedures. This is 2 Kings 19.29, and it's talking about the 49th year and the 50th year. This year you shall eat what grows of itself is the sabbatical year, the 49th year. Next year is the 50th year, and you shall eat what grows of the same. This is one of the most documented years and undisputed years in history. This is the year 701 B.C. 701 B.C. is the 49th year. 700 B.C. is the Jubilee year. And all you have to do is count by seven from seven uh, from 701 BC coming forward, and you will hit every sabbatical year throughout history. And we found a bunch of tombstones that match that date precisely. And we have other scriptural references that match that date precisely. And if you count from four by 49 from 700 BC, you will get every jubilee year throughout history. 1996 was the last Jubilee year. 2016 to 2017 to Aviv, which is the month we're about to begin, is a sabbatical year. 1996 was a Jubilee year. 2045 is your next Jubilee year. 2045 is also the end of the 120th Jubilee cycle. It's the beginning of the seventh millennium in 2045. Not 2017. Again, there is a cacophony. I'm going to keep using that word because I couldn't remember it when I started this. A cacophony of voices out there leading you away from Jehovah. Leading you away from keeping the Sabbath, from keeping the Holy Days, from keeping the sabbatical year or keeping the next sabbatical year. And they are leading you away from the truth. Now, why have I gone off on this? Why is this so upsetting to me? We've had, okay, in 1844, we had the Millerites and the great disappointment that came from that event when they expected Yeshua or Jesus to come back dead. And out of that came the Seventh-day Adventists. So these were people who were keeping the Sabbath and they misunderstood the Torah. The next one that I know about is the Worldwide Church of God in 1975, which, you know, they wrote this booklet during the, the Cold War years when imminent nuclear attack was about to take place. And I lived at that time. I was five, uh, four years old. And I remember when JFK was shot and we were being trained to hide underneath tables and desks when nuclear war was to be declared. Because at that time, Sputnik was flying over top, and, and this was a, a scary time. And the, the, the face-off in Cuba was taking place at this time, and Kennedy was standing up to it, and then he got shot. And I still remember to this day my mother bawling at the kitchen sink and me asking her what was going on. And I remember the, watching the parade, the funeral that week, and watching uh, JFK Jr. there saluting. He was the same age as me. I just remember all that. 
But anyway, this book, the 1975 and Prophecy by the Worldwide Church of God, was written with that in mind at that time, back in the 50s, and when an imminent nuclear strike was about to take place. So 1975, based on 19-year cycles, is when they expected the Messiah to come back. Well, it didn't. First of all, you don't go by 19-year cycles. As we've explained previously, the Metonic cycle is a Greek invention which has been used by Hillel to help keep the Hebrew calendar in sync with what the crescent moon and barley being a Aviv calendar should be. Again, we've talked about that. We'll talk about it again later. Then we had the Y2K crisis. Remember Y2K? The whole world was going to go down the drain in Y2K because all the com computers were going to crash. Nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. Then in 2011, we had Harold Camping. Now, Harold Camping predicted the end of the world and the rapture, uh, what, May, May 21? And then, yeah, May 21, 2011. And then he changed it to October 21, 2011. He was using, I believe, the Jewish feast days at that time. So they're mixing in a little bit of Judaism to give it some, some credence, some mystery stuff, because they don't understand the Jewish stuff. So they give it some mysterious understanding to give cred credibility to their false teachings. And after the Herald Camping was shown to be false, we had the Mayan calendar. The Mayan calendar, December 21, 2012. And one of the best, one of the best comments I had or, or things I saw about the Mayan calendar was, it's a cartoon and the guy's chiseling away and he says to the, uh, to the high priest, I've run out of room and it only goes up to 2012. And the high priest says, boy, that's going to freak some people out when, he, when, <laughs> when they arrive at that time. And I laugh at that because, yeah, it did. People were freaking out. 2012, we had all these people going to this place in France to meet the aliens coming down from, uh, from wherever they were coming from to rescue them. But only those people that wore that certain uniform could be in that group. So I got another comic that's going to be going out in the uh, newsletter this week. And it's all these people going around. The end is near. The end is near. September 23rd, 2017. The Balfour Declaration and, and 50 years later, 67 and uh, 50 years later, 2017. The end is near. And we got the, you know, the global warming people and the uh, new age people and the women's lib people and the uh, strike people and, and all these different people that are standing up and fighting for freedom of rights, yelling at this guy, calling him a fear monger. And yet they're saying that the world is ending because of global warming. They're saying the world is ending because of global warming. Global warming is, happens to be the second curse of Leviticus 26. But no, they don't want nothing to do with God. So why do, I, why, do these things, why do I let these things upset me so much? It is because of what Paul warned us about. Take note of the warning given to us by Paul when he wrote to the Thessalonians. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3. He then proceeds to explain this falling away in greater detail. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So someone is going to think that they are God, and he's going to be an earthly leader and he's going to have conquered a large portion of the world, and he's going to actually go to the temple and sit in the temple. The coming, okay, this is verse 9 through 11. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Among those who perish. Unrighteous deception among those who perish. Listen to that. Because they, here's why. They did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, and for this reason, Jehovah will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. They did not love the Sabbath. They did not love the holy days. 
they did not love the sabbatical years. And they had the opportunity to learn these things, and he gave them time to learn them, and they did not love it, so they went and chased other teachings from what? Lying wonders? Unrighteous deceptions? And Jehovah gave them strong delusion so that they would believe that the chemtrails, the Illuminati, the George Soros and the globalization and all these different stupid things that people are putting out there instead of Torah, that they would believe these lies. Is that you? This is why I get upset when I hear these lies and I hear brethren sharing them and passing them on and promoting them. Do you love the Sabbath, the holy days, and the sabbatical year? Because Jehovah said, Yeshua said, if you love me, keep the commandments. Those who say they love me and keep not the commandments are liars. So these people that you're listening to, that you're you're trying to learn from that don't keep the Sabbath, don't keep the Holy Days, and never kept a sabbatical year. Why are you listening to them? September 23rd, 2017 will be another great disappointment for those that expect to be raptured. The Jubilee year of 2017 will be a great disappointment to those who think the seventh millennium is about to begin. 2017 is the first year of the fourth sabbatical cycle. And the fourth sabbatical cycle is the cycle in which Jehovah says, I will send this curse upon you, the curse of the sword, to those who do not obey. Passover's coming up. Start to keep the Sabbath this next Saturday. Keep it holy from sunset Friday night to sunset Saturday night. Don't go to work. Don't go to work. Don't get on Facebook and do your own personal business. Go on, go on the, the, the internet if you want to learn about Torah. Go to sightofmoon.com, read some of our stuff. Another good podcast that you can listen to is um, Nehemiah's Wall. Torah Pearls. Prophet Pearls. And Hebrew Voices. I highly recommend them. There may be others out there. I don't recommend them unless I first know them. And I know those ones, and I highly recommend them. No, we don't agree on everything. But if you want to learn, learn there, learn here. But stop feeding at the cesspool of cacophony that doesn't obey Jehovah. If they're not keeping the Sabbath, stop listening to them. If they're not keeping the holy days, stop listening to them. And I'll even you know, let you go with the Hebrew calendar versus the crescent moon calendar. But even the Hebrew calendar, I'm saying, stop listening to them. And if they're not keeping the sabbatical year, then it's, they're, they're teaching you like with one leg or, or one hand tied behind their back. Stop listening to them. Jehovah sets his watchman on the wall. Listen to the one that's telling you the truth. Find that one. Find that one and listen to him. Why was it that Yeshua, when he came in 28 AD, and they killed him in 31 AD at Passover, why did they not listen to him? Because they didn't recognize him. Because of the cacophony of voices that were out there telling them other things. We had a teaching about the leaven of the Pharisees. It's a great teaching. Go and listen to it by James Ralph. The leaven of the Pharisees. Yeshua didn't hate the Pharisees. He didn't hate the priests. But they were responsible for teaching the people. And they were misleading the people, misrepresenting the office. They didn't recognize, the people didn't recognize Yeshua when he came. Will you recognize a true teacher of Torah when you see him? Will you recognize a true watchman on the wall 
when you hear them? Satan has deceived you by setting so many false watchmen that we've grown tired of hearing all these people claiming to be watchmen. So now nobody listens at all. The parable, Matthew 22, of the wedding. He sends people to tell the people that they're invited to the wedding. The great wedding. This is Jehovah who divorced Israel. He gave Israel a bill of divorce. He never gave Judah a bill of divorce. He gave Israel a bill of divorce. And Israel went and committed harlotry with Satan and his false teachings. There's no way Jehovah can marry her again. No way. Because once she's gone into another man, another false doctrine, then he can't take her back. It's one of his commandments. But Jehovah died on the tree and paid the penalty for our sins. You're married until you're dead. Now he's free to remarry her. And that's what the ten virgins is about. The ten virgins are those coming to the wedding. Judah's already married to him. They've never been divorced. But we, the ten tribes, have now got a chance to remarry. And this invitation in the parable of Matthew 22 is that invitation to come to the wedding. But Israel didn't want to come. They went back to their work. I got to read it. I got to read it. Matthew 22, verse 1. And Yeshua answered the, and spoke to them again by parable and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants who call those who are invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. That's Israel. That's a lot of people that are hearing this. A lot of people that are reading our newsletter. They don't want to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, Tell those who were invited, all 12 tribes, all 10 tribes of Israel, See, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed. And all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it. And if you read the comments I get on Facebook, there, you know, a lot of people making jokes about uh, our videos and different things, and they're laughing at it. They made light of it. And they went their ways. One to his own farm, another to his business. You know, they're working six days a week. They're doing their, their farming six days a week, seven days a week. And... The rest seized his servants and treated them spitefully and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burnt up their city. The king, Jehovah, he's sending out this invitation to Israel. He's now about to, and we're in the fourth sabbatical cycle, about to send out his sword. And it says in... in uh, Leviticus 26, that he's furious, in fury, he's, and here he is, the king was furious, and he's going to do this to us now. He's going to send out his sword to destroy those murders, and he burned up their cities. He's going to destroy our cities. Again, this is what the Daniel 70 weeks prophecy is about. It's 70 jubilee cycles. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited are, were not worthy. Israel was not worthy. Even though you're invited to the wedding, you won't come. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. This is going to the Gentile nations. That's why these things in Africa that we're doing are just thriving. You know, we told you about Telesphor. You know, he had 120 churches under his authority. He's a bishop. He read our books. He got excited. He started teaching all his bishops about it. We sent James to him last year, and he taught them more. Now he's teaching all these bishops in Burundi, Uganda, Uganda, Rwanda, Congo, Tanzania, Kenya. And now he's reaching out to the Ivory Coast, and he's teaching them. And they come to him every two weeks, and he teaches them for a week. And then they go back. He started out with 120. Now he's up over 250 pastors in all these different groups. And he's going crazy with this stuff. The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out to the highways and gathered together all whom they found. All the Gentile nations are coming to this wedding because Israel wasn't worthy and Israel wouldn't come. Both the bad and the good. That means they don't have to be squeaky clean, perfect, and the wedding hall was filled with the guests. That's the process we're in right now. And many of you 
belong to the 12 tribes of Israel, but you will not repent. You will not keep the Sabbath. You will not keep the Holy Days. And the sabbatical year is almost over, so you have to try it for the next one in 2023. The Philippines is on fire keeping the Torah. Africa is on fire keeping the Torah. We haven't cracked Asia. Maybe some others have. I don't know about. But we're doing it. And it's growing. I got a meeting after this podcast with somebody about uh, another African nation. And we'll see where that leads. Taking the Torah to them. Brethren, I'm going to stop now. There is a cacophony. Yes, that's my word for the day. A cacophony of voices out there leading you away from Torah. They are apostate voices. An apostle is is a, a root that leads you back to the tree. A netzar that leads you back to the tree. An apostate is a root that leads you away from the source, from the truth. 2017 is not the Jubilee year. 2017 is not the year of the rapture. 2017 doesn't matter what the planets are saying in Virgo. Every year, Virgo and Leo are over top of the western sky setting in September. Every year. Do not get worked up over hot air. Do not let horse feathers confuse you with the truth. And just because they're a better speaker than me, don't get caught up in their lies. Because Satan's going to send you people to lead you away from the truth. And Jehovah's going to give those people who don't love his law strong delusion so that they will follow those false teachers. And I've seen some very strong brethren zealous for the Torah, zealous for, well, zealous for the Sabbath and holy days, who then go off and they reject Paul, then they reject Yeshua, and then they reject Torah, and then they reject God. I've actually seen that. And it's so sad. Because they didn't have a love for the truth. They had a love for new cutting edge teachings. New teachers. They had itchy ears. And they wanted new stuff. Because just keeping the Sabbath every week is kind of boring. I hope I'm not describing you. Our Father Jehovah, most holy and great creator, our King our Savior, our Messiah. Father, give these people the eyes to discern the truth, to be able to filter these false teachers out from those that are teaching them the truth. Help them to recognize them. Help them to understand it. And help them to grow in your knowledge, your understanding. Give them the love of your truth, of your Torah, so that they can be in your kingdom. And keep them in the palm of your hand, Father. Bless them with your understanding. Bless them with your knowledge, and give them your wisdom so they can filter out all the false teachings, all the false truths, and show the remnant of Israel that's still here, that's still there, that has not heard these truths yet, call them out, Father, before it's too late. We thank you for all that you've shown us, and we pray, we pray that in everything that we do, that we bring honor and glory to your great name. And let the name of Jehovah be praised. Amen. I on the city wall stands the watchman at his post. To warn the world he lives in if danger should approach. In the darkness that pervades within, the townsfolk make their best of sin as the watchman's faithful eyes scan the countryside. Distant silver flash reveals an army on the rise. So make that faithful sound and blow your trumpet loud, for there's trouble on the ride. But the people of the city keep on laughing, keep on dancing, though the trumpet fills the night of a danger just outside. While the world keeps turning round For the people in the town Who will hear the sound Of the watchman
to make their surprise before the sunrise. Watchmen